Hi, Chris Fallotton here. Thanks for tuning in to my podcast. I'm so excited about my new show, Cultural Catalyst, where we help you to learn how to live fully alive, co-labor with God, and change the world. You can watch it weekly on my YouTube channel or listen to it here. Hope you enjoy it. Hi, Chris Ballatin here. Welcome to Cultural Catalyst, where we learn how to live fully alive, co-labor with God, and ch- change the world. The goal is to change the world. And I'm your host, Chris Ballatin, and I have two of my really good friends here. You're going to love this. David Narona and Fab, help me with your last name. Altamora. I was going to take a <laughs> shot at it, and I'm like, uh, you Sorry. know. And you guys are leading Bethel Conservatory of the Arts, Bethel Conservatory of the Arts, which is super exciting. Because we're talking about today, how do we actually, we're talking about cultural catalysts, but we're talking about like, how do we actually change the world? And this whole area of Hollywood, all the arts, all the acting, it's, it feels like it's been really, uh, it's been really like humanism has taken over that whole arena and very few believers, um, it actually, especially have any influence in that area. And so tell me a little bit about the Conservatory of the Arts. Tell me a little bit about both of you. Why don't you do this first? Tell me a little bit about both of you individually, and then let's talk about the Conservatory of the Arts. That would be exciting. David, you want to go first? Thanks, man. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for having us. I mean, um, you know, my background is I'm a Cuban kid from the barrio. The closest thing I got to culture was Cuban coffee, Domino's, (laughs) you know, 1980s. Were you actually born in Cuba? No, I wasn't. My my folks came over when they were really young. And, you know, they probably listened to more Pink Floyd than they listened to (laughs) to salsa music. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I I didn't have a lot of culture around me. And then I just had an, an amazing powerful English teacher in high school who turned me on to the arts. She got me to audition for a musical. Wow. And I often share this story and I, and I think it makes sense for this podcast and where we're going to, we're going to go on this, but I had an encounter and didn't know it. I was a cultural Catholic, but I wasn't really walking with the Lord. I knew, I knew about Jesus, but I didn't really know Jesus. Yeah. But I, but it was when I actually got to first year BSSM that the Lord made sense out of my first most creative moment, but my, my first most spiritual moment. And it's when I was auditioning for this uh, musical called Fantastics. And I was auditioning and uh, the monologue starts with, there's this girl, there's this girl. I had, I had kind of practiced in front of my mirror. It wasn't like I had any acting training, right? Like yeah. I'd memorized some stuff for like chemistry and biology. And so I just memorized words, right? And then something happened to me. I was on the stage. My English teacher was watching me and I start talking about loving this girl. And I just leap off the stage. I take a knee in front of my English teacher and I finish this monologue. And then all of a sudden it was like, I came to and I was like, what just happened to me? In first year BSSM, so that was when you were in high school. I was school. 17 years old. Got it. 16, That's 17 years old. Before ministry. I came to the Lord, before yeah. I came to the school of ministry. So fast forward like 30 years later. Yeah. I'm there in BSSM and the Lord reminded me of what he did with Saul and some of the old, you know, Old Testament dudes yeah. where he just kind of came upon them for yeah. a moment. And became another man. He did. For the purposes of that moment of shifting my destiny. I didn't know it at the time. But that was actually the first time that the Holy Spirit had come upon me to empower me to do something that I'd never done before. And I got the part. Changed wow. the course of my life. Went studied study the conservatory. And um, 
yeah, that that's kind of my first kind of entryway into art. Mm-hmm. So you, similar so to, you've yeah. been acting for a while. In fact, mm-hmm. you just were on the FBI International. I was, yeah, because uh, uh, we all got to, <laughs> you know, we recorded it. And we're like, that's Chris it. likes his that's crime shows. David. He likes NCIS. I'm sorry, <laughs> I love those shows, man. And you you played on NCIS and yeah. all of that kind of thing. Ha- have you been able to have an impact on the on that um, on that realm while you're there? Yeah, you know, I always ask the Lord before I go on set, like, you know, the, the way that any any believer does or even a missionary, and that's the yeah. way that Fab and I look at sets, and it might be yeah. where we go today a little bit with you, which is that we try to train and equip what we call creative missionaries. We see Hollywood sets, mm-hmm. L.A., New York, wherever an actor is, wherever an actor goes that is spirit-filled as a missionary of sorts, bringing light into the darkness. And so I always try to ask the Lord, Hey, Lord, how do you want to use me today? And man, you know, we can get into it later, but suffice it to say that it's looked like being there to give a word of encouragement, Mm -hmm. being there to give a prophetic word, being there just to say thank you and to be kind on people that are treated like they're less than by somebody who's treated like they're more than something can go a really long way. Wow. Fab, your background. Yeah, so my, my dad came from my parents came from Italy so I was really immersed with so much culture and artistry as a kid like you know the heritage of Italy cuisine and everything so my dad really set me up I say my life word is style I just have such a value for style and culture so um well I was about 13 and my dad took me to the movie theaters to see big and at that point when seeing Tom Hanks in this kind of really the first fantastical narrative that I think I'd seen I wanted to do what he was doing on screen because what I experienced was so powerful and transformative. And I think from that point, I always wanted to act, but the only hurdle was, you know, you're saying every great story has got amazing conflict was that my dad would always say no. So every time he would say, I want to be an actor, he would say no. But what I realized um, was he wasn't saying no for no sake. He was trying to see how hungry I was to try and invite me into yeah. an opportunity to actually see if I was gonna be strong enough to pursue these dreams. So anyway, I went to university and started studying law and business. And then three months in, I was like, dad, I can't do this anymore. I, I, I need to act. So he said, now I'll get behind you. So I went to one of the top conservatories in the UK and started out in theater, predominantly musicals, and then went into classical theater. And um, you know, the thing that I struggled with the most was like, how do I not compartmentalize my art and my faith? Yeah, And it was really only till I got to BSSM that I was on stage in a show that you and I directed and I started to weep at curtain call. And um, I said, Lord, why am I weeping? He says, because this is the first time you've understood what it is to perform in the presence. Wow. And then it was weird because Bill came up and gave me a big hug on stage and I felt, it still gets me emotional now. He says, you've been affirmed by the father of the house, but you've been now being affirmed by the father. And it took me 37 years to get to this place in a show that we'd produced at the Civic to realize in all the movies and all the theater things that I'd done, it wasn't until I got here that I realized what it was to perform in the presence. This is, it sounds like a commercial for BSSM. I know. (laughs) And uh, I I even forgot that you were a student. So, you know, so this is exciting. So, hey, if you don't hear anything else, come to BSSM. Your life will be changed. (laughs) We're going a little different direction, but come to BSSM (laughs) and your life will be changed. So uh, out of that, now let's talk about your connection. And then you guys decided to start a conservatory of the arts. 
And what I love about that, well, I love lots of things about it. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But a lot of times when you, when, you know, if I had a daughter or son that wanted to be an actor or an actress, I would just be like, oh, my gosh, I cannot send oh, yeah. them to Hollywood or to New York or even to Nashville because I, I'd be so concerned that they would actually lose their faith because mm -hmm. so much of that space is controlled by humanism. And I see so many of our kids who actually get into that space because we've had them in the past and literally walk away from the Lord. Yeah. And so, you know, I think for anyone who's listening to this, you have kids that, that uh, or maybe yourself, who, you know, you've always wanted to be an actor, an actress, or be in that world. You know, we'll talk about the training we do with directing and, and script writing, all these other things. Mm -hmm. And you have a desire to be in that world, but you're like, I don't, I don't actually want to be, I don't, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be involved in humanism. I definitely don't want to be involved in all the LGBTQ and all that stuff that seems to follow the, that, that right now. Uh, but this is beautiful because we're going to talk about the Conservatory of the Arts, which you guys founded about, what, four, five years ago? In our fifth year, yeah. Yeah. And, and where you're, you're, you or your kids, your sons, your daughters, your friends can actually come and learn. This is you know, top quality acting, act, actresses, uh, uh, script writing, directing, everything that has to do with this, 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 um, this brand of the arts. Tell us about that. Tell us about Bethel Conservatory of the Arts. Yeah, so it started like, I, I think that the genesis of it was, um, I'll, I'll just backtrack a little bit. When I was, when I was at conservatory, I, I'd, I, was in my, I was in my final year and I, I just thought in my head, one of the teachers that was my voice teacher asked me, what would you like to see? And I said, I'd love to see a multimedia company where Christians would actually be able to influence the entertainment industry, yeah. serve it, as you say, you serve Hollywood, you don't infiltrate it. Yeah. And um, I didn't know where that came from. And then that'd been marinating in my life for probably 10 or 15 years. And my wife and I thought we'd probably set one up in the UK. Um, but it wasn't until the first day of BSSM, shameless plug about BSSM again, but this is life changing. This is real, Yeah. right? Yeah. We were in the BCS playground digging holes. This is the Christian school. Yeah. This is the Christian school, Bethel Christian. You were digging holes? As dads, we were digging holes, 20 hours oh, for volunteer oh, the, things. To build a playground. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I said to him, I said, what's your name? And he goes, David. And I said, what do you do? He said, I'm an actor. And I went like, you know, when you first meet another actor, yeah. like, should we <laughs> compare MDB Oh my credits? gosh. Yeah. <laughs> my brother. There's another yeah. one. There's yeah. another one. There's two of us. <laughs> but like, I said, oh, I'm an actor. But the point is, we both came here thinking we weren't going to act again. Mm -hmm literally to ministry school. Yeah. And then we had a conversation on Whiskey Town and David was like, what, what is your heart? And I said, I would love to see a school where we can train artists who know who they are in Christ and not have to go through what we went through in the industry so we can safeguard them, but teach them in this, in this excellent way so they can then go in and serve the industry, right? And not get burnt like we got burnt. So, it, and it turned, turned yeah. out that I think it had been whispered to both of us from 3,000 different, you know, 3,000 miles away. The Lord had shared that same vision wow. to my wife and I mm -hmm. and to his wife, who's both of our wives are dancers. So Professional dancers. Professional yep. dancers, mm -hmm. yeah, who've, yeah, who've danced around the world. And so mm -hmm. the Lord had whispered this vision to the two of us years before, 3,000 miles apart, and it was at a playground digging holes digging new wells as we like to say <laughs> um that that the lord kind of planted the seed of what would become eventually bca wow i remember you coming into my office mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
with an idea. Yeah. And you're like, I love this, you know, start this conservatory of the arts. And first of all, that language is new for me. Sure. Yeah. Because I've never been a part of any of that. And Most so people I'm, still struggle with the word conservatory. It sounds like a place where you keep birds or animals. <laughs> consortium. 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 We get conservation. Conservation of the arts. <laughs> I remember, you know, I'm like, and what is it you want to do exactly? Mm. Yeah, like, we've got this vision, this dream. I remember sitting down. I think, was Charlie in the room too? There was someone else with us, it seemed well, like. You, how this all started was I was, I was a producer yeah. for Bethel Media, yeah. where we're at right now, and I came in for one of your book promos that's and right you and i were having a one-on-one -on -one for that yeah. and then I, I i joke about this all the time because i, I joke that you're like james brown you're like <laughs> the busiest man in show business around here mm -hmm. and james you know brown. you're a father of the house and you know as a first year bssm student and with who you are in the environment i just i was just excited to get to hang with you and then i remember that i think your assistant buzzed in and said hey Chris, they just canceled your last meeting. And secretly, I'm like, yes, I get, <laughs> I get KV all to myself. And so I remember you putting your feet up on the desk and you said, you asked me this question, um, this really fateful question. You said, because we, you were asking me questions about why BSSM should even have these classes and these AMTs and these electives around the arts. Yeah. And you said, what business does a school of ministry have in the arts? And I said, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> and it was in that meeting that I shared a kind of version of it. But then mm. when, when Fab and I came into the room, I remember that we had a very small version of this. And if you know anything about KV, he's a ready, shoot, aim kind of guy. If you give him, if you give him like a Lego block, he's like, let's build a house. <laughs> and so we put out this little idea about like, hey, maybe if we had a studio or a room and you're like, yeah, yeah no, no, no. You guys aren't thinking big enough. And then I remember we were thinking a couple years down the line and you were like, no, let's do it next fall. Yeah, and like we were... You know, to that point, like, what what does a church do with a conservatory? Are we just going to do the Lifehouse skit for four years? Yeah. You know, and and, and, and we were, not there's anything wrong with a Lifehouse well, skit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we're just going to paint on stage. But we, um, we, we asked you because you wanted it done in nine months. And we were yeah. like, oh, David and I left thinking, that. well, that's great news anyway. We do have a green light. <laughs> but I remember texting you saying, do you mind if we wait an extra year? Yeah. Because yeah. I thought that, how does a conservatory have value attached to a church? Yeah. And that was through accreditation. Yeah. So then we just mm -hmm. decided in that year to see how we could get accredited. And with Visible Music College, yeah. we got accreditation. What usually took five years, we did in 18 months. And then we became the first accredited department of the church and offered a BA in acting and then certificates in dance. And you know now <laughs> we've got screenwriting, film and new media, musical dance, theater, music theater, dance. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, multiplication, been, fish and loaves, man. Yeah, and we started with 18 students. And the funny thing about a dream is this, right? You know, we started with, I think with 23 students, mm -hmm. right? And then one, you know, one of them was, six of them were from the, the dance certificate. So they graduated. Yeah. But 18 in the BA, 11 left. So think left. of a dream. You've given us a dream. Yeah. 11 students leave and we're like, oh my goodness, how are we going to start next year? It reminds me of like those early days that Bill yeah. talks about at Bethel yeah. where he's kind of said, hey, we're going after revival and half the people left. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how we felt after first year, except yeah. we didn't have 3,000. We had, <laughs> yeah, we this, had this is so good for people to hear too for, yeah. you know, for another thing is, is that you have a dream mm -hmm. and you're like, you know, you start your dream and all of a sudden it doesn't go well. Like, mm -hmm. like you may be doing a beautiful job, but mm -hmm. It's kind of hard to have a conservatory with, you know, seven or eight people. Oh, oh yeah. Not financially impossible, oh, actually. Rough. So, you know, you got to you gotta push in. Mm -hmm. You got to start over. I remember when we started school ministry. Yeah. So I was, I was here on staff for free 
for a complete year. So it was Kathy. And Bill said, hey, I can't pay you. We have no money. But once the school gets up and running, then you can take your salary from there, which, which turned out to be $1,000 for her and $1,000 for me a month. Ooh. So the day that, I'm sorry, on Friday, the <clears throat> school started on Monday. On f- the Friday before school started, we needed 32 students to fund to fund everything we're doing and give us each a thousand bucks, which is what we needed. You know, living in a little apartment by ourselves. Wow, wow, wow. Well, the day before, the, so the Friday before school started, we had 18 students. Ooh. After a year, like a year working and begging and trying, and, mm-hmm. and then uh, the day school started, we had 37. Oh, come on. So on wow. Monday, we had 37. We, we had spent uh, 12 months building a program and, tr- and to trying to, to control students <laughs> to get to half. And in three days, we when, when we opened school, we had 37. That year, we graduated 36. You know what that's like. Like you mm-hmm. actually graduated 36 to 37. The next year, that student who didn't graduate came back and graduated. Mm-hmm. Next year, we had 68. Graduated all 68, wow. with the 69th being the student who didn't graduate the first year. <laughs> that's so good. And that you know, it's like, yeah, it's it's, it's really miraculous, really. You yeah. know, and that was that's how we started. How's the school going? And tell us about school now. It's going amazing. I mean, we're five years in, fully accredited. Fab mentioned that we've got programs now in, we've got a bachelor's in acting, which is as a complicated, in-depth, high-intensity training program that gets you represented if, you know, if, if agents like you, but we get you inroads. Fab's mm-hmm. worked really hard to get us connections with agents and, and managers that are, you know, globally recognized. And so that's no small thing. We've got students that are working now in LA in film, television, also uh, folks getting out to Atlanta because God's doing some amazing things in the yeah. South. Mm-hmm. We've got one year, uh, one year also college accredited programs in acting which is a great foundational program if you're exploring or wanting to prepare to see if you want to enter into a three-year program, which is no small thing. Um, We've got the acting. We've also got dance, music theater, screenwriting, and film. And now in screenwriting and film, we're actually moving to a two-year program, Mm -hmm. high intensity as well. Um, Some of our students there are graduating, working, and so on and so forth. Uh, One of our students, Fab and I, also have a production company. Out of the first year of screenwriters, I had maybe seven it was so small that to keep costs down and because I was moving over from Bethel media and I'm not quite sure the BCA could afford me because you were still freaking out that I'd left uh, Bethel media. <laughs> um, I was literally teaching in what was our kitchen. So during my class, when I was teaching screenwriting, sometimes people would be cooking like fish and broccoli in the microwave, <laughs> which is fantastic. And we'd have to lock the doors and people would have to walk around the building out of those seven students. There was a married couple from North Dakota. To this day, I have no idea if they have legs because I've only ever seen them on Zoom. No joke. Two and a half years later. Out of that program, they wrote this phenomenal script about World War II based on the writers, uh, Chris, the male writers, grandfather's true World War II story. It's insane. I called them because we were, te- I was literally, we went into COVID. I haven't year. heard this story. Oh, dude, I, you know know that? Yeah. This I haven't is, heard this story. This is amazing. We just recently had a table read about it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a testament to what God does. Uh, let me back up because it's very supernatural. These two writers come from North Dakota. They have to sell stuff in order to have enough money to come to one of our creative conferences, one of Teresa's creative conferences. Got it. They come. They don't want to sign up for my, my, uh, you know, my breakout session. They don't know who I am. <laughs> so they don't actually want to come, but they end up coming. I say something that stirs their spirit on the way from the session to the bathroom, as often happens at Bethel, they get a prophetic word. The guy that gives you them the, from somebody else, from somebody else, yeah. from somebody else, the person who gives them the prophetic word 
knows that the town of 1,000 people in North Dakota that they're from, they've been to that town, gives them a specific prophetic word. They sign up for my screenwriting course. We get shut down towards the end of the year in COVID. I'm teaching six hours a day out of my closet through Zoom. And their, their goal at the end of the screenwriting program is you leave having written a draft of your original screenplay. In nine months, they learn how to write a screenplay and they write a screenplay. That's like learning architecture and building a house in nine months, okay? On the last table read, after I hear this story, which I was aware of, but like I hadn't read the full thing. We yeah. had actors from the acting program bringing the, the mm. screenplay to life, which is a distinctive of BCA, which is awesome. Yeah. Right when it finishes, I'm calling them and I don't know why. Like Holy Spirit is just like, call them. I call them and I say, I have no real right to say this to you because I'm not like a big time producer, but I have to produce your script. They said, we were praying that you would call us because we weren't sure what the next step would be. I spend the next year taking my Fridays, four hours on these Fridays to help them develop the script. We do probably 15 rewrites on this thing. And just now we finally finished the 14th, 15th polished draft, which is normal screenwriting development time. And um, we're taking it out. We've mm -hmm. optioned it as producers, mm -hmm. and we're actually aiming to produce this at a Hollywood scale. It's it's amazing. We, wow. we we cast a table read, and we had people from LA just zooming in to play. One of them is repped by one of the top managers on the planet, and he, one of our graduates, one of our graduates, yeah. and he was reading for the lead. And it's um, this is so elegant, so classy. Like it's it's probably a twenty-five to fifty million dollar movie. It's wow. a it's it's a it's a big time production, but it's um and and it, and it's not. You know, because people think, well, you yeah. guys produces in a church, and is it a faith-based project? And it's not that. It's it's so relevant mainstream. It's like a kingdom-based project. It's amazing. That's and yeah. that's the language. I'm glad yeah. you brought up that phrase because yeah. I think that's a distinctive of BCA. Yeah. What we say is that whether you're an actor, a dancer, filmmaker, screenwriter, music theater, whatever yeah. you are at BCA, you are a storyteller first. Yeah. And the reason why you're a storyteller first is because Jesus is and was and will always be the master storyteller. Absolutely. None of us were there at the cross, but mm -hmm. we're all here in the kingdom because yeah. somebody told us the most powerful story ever, the gospel, the only story that has the supernatural power to transfer a, a, a human soul from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. That's the power of story. Every mm -hmm. other story is an echo of that. So every artist at BCA is trained up in kingdom storytelling, theology of art. This guy's got this profound message on Bezalel. And anyway, that's the heart of BCA is we're kingdom storytellers. Yeah. So, okay, I'm trying to imagine who's listening to this mm -hmm. and thinking that there are, there are people that are in the arts that probably understood everything you just said. And mm -hmm. then there are people sure. that are like, hey, my daughter's son wants to be mm -hmm. an actor, an artist, I want something that we just talked about. And they're like, how does this compare? Because my son and daughter want to go to this famous school sure. over in, you know, wherever, Yakimac. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're, you know, they're, got they're, a great they're like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I want to go there. Yeah. And mom and dad are like, ah, it's a great question. Yeah. So how, how does it compare? Like, how would this, our school, BCA compared to a, it, it's a professional school, but mm -hmm. how yeah. would it compare to a professional school that some of these young people are graduating uh, high school and going, man, I, I, I want to be an actress. I'm, I'm going to go to this great conservatory. Are, is it apples and apples? Like, can we compete on that level no, as I, far I, as the acting skills and the directing skills? Yeah, I mean, I don't think we can compete with those schools on the terms of budget and facilities. In terms of 
Because, listen, by the way, some of these schools have been around for 100 years, yeah. and they have literally a billion dollars worth of endowment. We're five years old. Yeah. yeah. My school's 120 years old. I mean- the school that you went yeah. to, yeah, I mean, same as ours. You know, I mean, it's 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 it's, a, it's an old established school, but somebody's yeah. got to start somewhere, yeah. right? So my question would be: we can't compete on the level of facilities, but I'm telling you, with our staff, I definitely think we can compete on the level of training. Because once you get past the front door, tell yeah. them what happens in the room. I mean, you've got some amazing testimonies. Yeah, I mean, I'm like saying, you know, we we study all the mainstream acting techniques. Right. Yeah. The Lord has given me a download of an, of an acting technique. So I'll give you just a quick testimony, just an endorsement of that. So one of the most famous Hollywood acting coaches is a believer. We had him talk to our students about two weeks ago. And this guy's training Jim Caviezel and Cameron Diaz and, you know, so many different people. I told him about my, my technique and it blew his mind. Wow. Like just validating that. Because sometimes you think when you get a re revelation from the Lord, no yeah. matter how good you feel you're yeah. at it, you're like, am I crazy? Yeah. Right. But he was so validating on it, which was incredible. So we will be doing Shakespeare, right? Because we train our actors classically. Yeah. We believe that that is the foundation. So yeah. what ballet is to dance, Shakespeare is to acting. Now, we believe that the Holy Spirit accelerates and anoints you in the work. So I've been teaching a drama class, and I'm not kidding you. We've been in the middle of a monologue or a scene, and the Holy Spirit drops so heavily in the work that like the presence is so thick. I'm just like, what is happening right now? Because when you encounter, I don't want to keep using the word excellence because I think it's not measurable, mm -hmm. but when, you, let's say brilliance, let's change yeah. that word to brilliance. When you experience brilliance, it's, and partnered with the presence, I can't tell you, Chris, it's like uh, something I've never experienced before. So I'm like, when you, tr when you send your kids to train with us, it's that safety for one thing, because we're all spirit-filled believers who are very serious about what we do in our faith and in our craft. And when you involve the Holy Spirit in your craft, it accelerates you on a whole different Isn't level. Isn't it funny? Because like, for me, when I think on oh, Holy Spirit fell in, and I'm thinking someone spoke in tongues, right. someone prophesied, or maybe, you know, Pentecostal, yeah. someone fell down and shook on the floor. And you're like, Holy Spirit fell and brilliance was exposed. Yeah. Yep. And people began to behave in a way that was extraordinary mm -hmm. That's right. and amazing. Mm -hmm. Kind of like Bezel. 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 Bezel, yeah. yeah. Where he was the first man ever filled with the Spirit mm -hmm. in the entire Bible mm -hmm. to craft in gold and he silver. He was an artist. He, he was an artist. God chose an artist to, to, to indwell for the purpose of creating his habitation place. You know, yeah. you know the verse, right? Yeah. That God promises to inhabit our praises. And so when we, you know, we often think that praise is, you know, singing a song on, on which by the way, is a beautiful place. I've yeah, encountered yeah. Holy Spirit so many times there. But what if we started to look at when I'm writing my story, when I'm dancing my dance, when I'm doing my monologue as an act of praise, mm -hmm. you know, the way that the mystics and the desert fathers and mothers would think of like, yeah. build, you know, or the Amish or the Quakers, when they build a chair, when they craft a chair, it's an act of worship. Mm -hmm. And God promises to be in the thing that you make, which means that if Holy Spirit is in me when I act, even if, check this out. So we did a play. Fab has shared this story before, but it, it, it still knocks me out. In the play, it deals with, just to make it short, a broken marriage. If you were to read this play, you would not think this is Christian or kingdom. There was nothing inappropriate in it, but yeah. it's about a, a married couple that's actually going to end up in divorce. Yeah. 
I struggled with the choice. To, to be quite honest with you, I was like, gosh, man, I, I don't know, you know, because we're still trying to explore Philippians 4. Yeah. What does noble, righteous, good, pure, and all of these things look like in the context exactly. of actually telling stories about human beings, which by the way, God did in scripture. Because yeah. I always think about oh, King yeah. David and, you know, and, and Bathsheba. the Bathsheba scene. Oh, yeah. That's not exactly PG-13. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's I mean, a lot of scenes in the Bible that are not PG-13. I mean, it's, it borders on what I joke like a Mexican soap opera. Yeah. He's checking out a girl. He sleeps with her, kills the, the guy. I mean, this thing is like a soap opera. It's yeah. like Narcos, right? Yeah. Old Testament. Anyway, so in this play, the, the couple is headed towards divorce. But check this out. Here's the difference. Because Fab, in the drama program, has trained these actors to invite Holy Spirit and to partner and to act in the presence, check out what happens. Spirit-filled actors are telling a story about broken people. Mm -hmm. So a married couple that was headed towards divorce in the audience watching the play watches people get divorced but experiences the presence of the Lord. They go out, get counseling, and restore their marriage. Yeah. This is true because listen, if you think about Bezalel, yeah. right? The Lord needed to fill the artist with the spirit because how can you create something that houses the presence without being filled with the spirit? So we had to contravene Acts 2 and fill Bezalel with the spirit of God. Now look at us. We are the tabernacle filled with the spirit of God. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. The fullness of the Godhead dwells in us in bodily form. So when I, as an actor, whether I'm speaking the words of the Bible or the words of the playwright, I am now the face of God to the audience. And if I have the fullness of the Godhead dwelling me in bodily form, it doesn't matter what words I'm saying. God's word never returns void. Wow. So those words go out to transform because I am the sanctified temple of the living God. This is like... Spiritual intelligence, it's kind of been our theme for the last mm. months, you know. This is spiritual intelligence on, in, in a different realm. Correct. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think, I think that what's powerful here is that when most of us who are charismatic Christians mm-hmm. think about the Holy Spirit coming, as I just described, there's a manifestation is, you know, it's, it, it definitely isn't, the manifestation definitely isn't, I build something beautiful. Mm. I think a thought no one's ever thought before. I have a creative idea that no one's ever wrote before, mm-hmm. you know, and you're describing like when I asked you what the difference is between a great conservator of the arts that you guys went to, for example, and what you're doing, you're saying we can't match the buildings. Mm-hmm. Their program's probably better, but when it comes to the actual training of the student and inviting the Holy Spirit to come in mm-hmm. and actually cause the brilliance that he's mm-hmm. embedded impregnated us with to come out like who who's going to do that here's what i would say it's almost like you think about our faith yeah you can worship in a in a thousand year old cathedral with stained glass and 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 where craftsmen it took three five generations to build right you can worship yeah. and you can encounter holy spirit Absolutely. in a cathedral and you can encounter holy spirit on a corner church in a smaller building that's in a, in, in a mall. Mm-hmm. Once you walk through the door of the acting studio, the dance studio, the writing studio, the film studio, I would tell you that what God does in the rooms at BCA, 
not just matches, but surpasses. Listen, we went to great schools Mm -hmm. because you know what? Here's the other thing. We can talk about the buildings and there's a legitimacy to that. I mean, I think I texted you the other day that God gave me this word about us needing to be world-class. And that means even as like Bethel builds, arise and build. We know that facilities facilitate. There's no negating that. But I also, here's the flip side, because you said, why why should mom and dad? Because we think about this very heavily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, you guys have kids. We have kids. Mm -hmm. I know what it's like when I hopped on that plane and I was 17 years old to go to my conservatory and my mom put me on that plane, she had no idea where she was sending me. I thought I was going to one of the best schools in the world, which by the way, it it may very well be. It Mm -hmm. is. But I will also tell you that there was a price and a cost that I paid spiritually because in BSSM, I had this experience with God where God said to me uh, something. He said to me, artists are not prostitutes. They are prophets who prophesy through story, movement, and emotion. So check this out. Artists are very unique prophets. They don't prophesy in the same way that maybe you traditionally see in the church. But check this out. For an actor to become someone else, you actually have to be able to hear the voice of the playwright and the voice of that character. Well, what is the prophet doing? They're interpreting the voice of God. They're hearing the voice of God. If that's not prophecy, then I don't know what is. When a writer looks at a blank page and creates a world and creatures and people that don't exist... He's building an entire world. If that's not the apostolic, then I don't know what is. That's so powerful. The Lord said to us a long time ago that the fivefold, the traditional... Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, Mm -hmm. teacher, for those that might be listening. What if Moses was the best producer in the Old Testament? What did he do? He brought together the A-list team. What's a producer do? So what if... How the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the teacher, and the pastor. See, I see the director as a pastor. Mm -hmm. If a director on set can lower fear and anxiety, the artist releases better art. Wow. So he said to us a long Mm -hmm. time ago, the way that the fivefold ministry looks like within the arts, it's the same... It's the, it has a, same, a similar shape, but its expression is different, but no less Mm -hmm. uh, important. Wow. Wow, we have to wrap this up. This is like... It's... We we interviewed Ryan, you know, previous, and it was like the last fifteen minutes were like this, yeah. Like, how do you let this go? Like, this mm-hmm. is beautiful. Thank you. Kate. You know, we wish everyone could hear this because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel so much like the Lord wants to tell His story mm-hmm. on the big screen. Mm-hmm. He wants to tell His story. He wants to tell the story of redemption. He wants to tell the story, but he wants it to be relevant to what people are facing That's in right. culture, right? You just described yeah. a, a script that you guys did about divorce and, you know, divorce, uh, so many marriages ending in divorce and people not understanding the pain of divorce. My kids have been, one of my kids have been, two of my kids have been through a divorce. And it's like, it, it looks like the answer. And then, you know, you, you see it played out like, this is actually what it, this is actually what it's like to go through a divorce. Yeah. And the impact it has on kids and culture and people around you and people like open their eyes to the fact like I'm going down that road. That doesn't feel like the answer. So beautiful. Would you guys take a minute to pray for the people who will watch us? Yeah, absolutely. Father, I just want to thank you that, you know, you have instilled creativity Mm -hmm. in us. And I just want to pray, Lord Jesus, for anybody out there who might be feeling a burning in their spirit. Um, People have 
told them it, it, it's wrong to go into the uh, to the acting world yeah. or to, to be a dancer or to be anything to do with the performing arts, Father. I just want to brush that off them. I want yeah. to give them permission. Come on. And say that, Lord, when you give us that desire to be, be in a place that may feel dangerous, Lord Jesus, that we listen to it. And Lord, you give us your your ears to hear yeah. and your permission within us. So I just speak to anybody out there who has a, a burning in their spirit. Just know that it's fine for you to pursue your dream. Yes. Know that God is backing you and know that God loves you. And in his presence, you are always safe. You are under the shadow of God's protection. So I just bless you all in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. Again, we'll be here next week, and uh, we're going to interview some great people. Thank you guys both for being on today. Thanks, Amy. It was so amazing. God bless you. Thanks for having us. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to my podcast. If you want to find out more, read my blog or listen to the previous podcast episodes. Go to chrisvelton.com. Have an awesome day.